It's time to place your bets. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the LineStar App. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and it's the wagering show, which means we're picking all the wild card games, baby. Deuces are wild, and that means me and Boggs. They're the two guys here, and uh, we come to you courtesy of the Lion Star app. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Lion Star app and Lion Star NFL. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, because we're a good time, and we like talking football here, and uh, we do a pretty good job. Now, Boggs, you know, this is the end of the year for the regular season, and I was riding high, man. Going into week 12. Over unders, I was 78 and 60. I was 18 over 500. So good. And then it all fell apart. What happened there? A three and nine week in week 12, a three and 11 week in week 13. And somehow I finished under 500. That's brutal. But the good news is against the spread uh, this year, Bogman was 130 and 100 against the spread. I was 110 and 124. Not as good, but Bogman 30 over against the spread. So look, as we kind of said throughout, if you listen to me on the over-unders and Bogman on the spread, uh, you pretty much did okay. So yeah. a pretty good uh, thing for us here. 158 and 75 and one for you straight up. 156, 77 and one for me. So straight up. So straight up picking games. Not bad. Not Against bad. Spread, yeah. Bogman, very, very good. Once again, my friend, you are in fuego, as they say. But I still beat you in the over-unders, despite my oh, incredible yeah. lead almost evaporated. God, I'm like the Pittsburgh Steelers of picking games. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look. The, week how 17, much did you hate that just now? Tell, tell, the, tell, the, tell the audience how much you really want to punch me in the face right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing we're not in the same room. So uh, <laughs> uh, I will say that there's one franchise that has as many rings as my team and it's yours. So that's okay. We can be ring buddies. It's we, can, we can be ring buddies. We're right, definitely right. ring buddies. We're funding it. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, man, it week 17 always kills, you know, cause you never know. Like, like we mentioned on, on uh, you know, the, the earlier show this week, the, the NFL does a great job of aligning these division matchups. So they're at least for the most part rivalry games, but you don't know, you know, some teams are going to absolutely tank. Some teams are going to give it up at the end and put Nate Sudfeld in, you know, so it's hard to gauge week 17. Week one and week 17 are always the toughest for me as far as wagering goes. But now we know everything is on the line. So these teams should be playing, you know, the balls to the wall, all out, uh, you know, no breaks, all gas. Uh, They're going to throw They're going to leave it all out there. So. There is no pulling back. You know, it's exactly what you you would expect this week to be. So it doesn't mean the results are going to turn out to be what you expect them, but everyone's going to give all their effort. So, well, last week, actually, against the spread, I was 10 and six, unbelievably. So, yeah. So I actually had a good week with Spider. I, I had a good feeling. You know, it was crazy. That's how you know it was crazy. I was good against the spread. <laughs> but I had a good feel for those games uh, on 17. Like, you know, and, and of course, <clears throat> Buffalo was pretty good, I would say. Right, Buffalo. Yeah, they uh, were. They were. But good. but how are you supposed to know that, right? I like they, Buffalo you know, in January. I've been to Buffalo in December. 
Buffalo in January? Ugh, I don't care who it I is. I mean, uh, I don't. I can't. T- the yeah. the coldest place I've been in my life is Flagstaff. So I was uh, eleven years old or so, and I remember Dan Marino going into Buffalo and just losing in January. <laughs> and last time I checked, Tua ain't Dan Marino. So no, just- no, he's not for sure. But uh, you know, if, if the Bills would have had wholesale changes at halftime, or uh, completely tanked, or you know. Uh, Josh Allen hurts his fingernail in the first quarter, go to the bench, you know, you never know in those situations. So that's why I don't, I don't particularly care for betting week 17. Oh, we know exactly. Everyone's going to leave it all out there this week. So there should be the, you know, we're picking with way more confidence or at least I am this week for sure. No, absolutely. All right. Indianapolis at Buffalo. Let's start things off with the first game on Saturday, Buffalo six and a half point favorites. Not surprising. I think that sounds about right. Uh, 51 is the number here. Uh, so, Boggs, take us through your thoughts on this game. Well, I mean, you just mentioned it, Joe. How about Buffalo in January? Not, <laughs> yeah. not going to be great. And look, the weather's not crazy. You know, looking at the weather report right now, eight mile an hour winds north northeast. People there too. Twenty nine degrees. Twenty nine mm-hmm. degrees. Uh, you think uh, Philip Rivers, who uh, plays in the Dome, and then also played in L.A. and San Diego, is ready for twenty nine? I mean, Jonathan Taylor might be. But I don't think that uh, I just don't think that the Colts are going to be ready for this weather. So give me Buffalo. They're playing on it. They're playing on a different level right now. Uh, so I'm going to take Buffalo in the over. I mean, 51 is decent, but we just saw, you know, the the Bills just put that up themselves. And I know the Colts are a better defense. Uh, of course, Buckner has not practiced as yet as we're recording this. Uh, so that's going to be I mean, a, huge not a bad defense either. Like they they were actually. No. You know, that's the other thing. I, I'm with you across the board. We're in lockstep here. I'm also with Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to win this more closer to the eight or 10 point area. It feels like that. Um, and I do think the 51 is good. I much prefer taking Buffalo in the six and a half than I do the 51 uh, just just because because I don't know what Indianapolis offense is going to show up. And, and it's a bit mercurial over the year, the Indianapolis uh, offense. It's great. The Taylor has been terrific down the stretch, but I'm not sure what you're going to get out of Phillip Rivers. The secondary for Buffalo has played very well. If you get the Phillip Rivers showing up and throwing picks again, this game is going to get ugly fast. Uh, but I think Buffalo is going to go handle their business. I, I Buffalo and Baltimore to me are the teams that I think have the best chance right now to unseat the chiefs and go all the way. And uh, I, I just, I, that Buffalo team, I think learned a lot from last year. I think they're feeling confident. I think it was a great idea for them to play in week 17. I feel like they're leaving. Yeah high note they look look we took care of our business they carry that momentum yeah creating your own momentum and you know is it back to that san francisco game where everything kind of started to fall into place for them and and it's just been gangbusters ever since the defense has been great they've been making turnovers they've been playing great in the secondary josh allen's been fantastic Diggs has been brilliant you get brown healthy we'll see about beasley but it doesn't matter because all those other young guys are stepping up and it just feels like they're the team that can do no wrong this year so Give me Buffalo in this one. We'll see what happens next week. But right now, give me the Buffalo Bills. I'm with you on this one. Next is the Rams. Ugh, gross. At <laughs> Seattle. Seattle, three and a half point favorites. 42 and a half is the number. I can tell you right now, I like the under in this game first and foremost. I just yeah, don't have a great yeah. feel for this. That is the strongest feeling I have. I, I will take Seattle to win. I will take Seattle to cover because even if Goff can play, what is the circumstance of that? And I have a lot of respect for the Rams defense. Donald's amazing. Ramsey's amazing. They've they've really kind of the last week or so just been running on fumes, I feel like. But 
I don't know. I mean, Seattle's offense has not been great, but I feel like the difference maker in this line is a Seattle turnover or Seattle defensive big play. And and I think they're going to be able to create that. And I think that's where this line kind of goes to the Seattle side. So it's kind of boring to start. We've gone with both of the favorites, but it just kind of feels like that's that's where things are at. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know what to, you know, We you talked about the whole year, Joe, how you hated picking the Rams for or against them because you just don't know what Rams team is going to show up. The one that right. dominates on offense and shuts everyone down on defense or the team that looks lost on offense and then their defense is out there way too long and they get gassed. Yeah, so, got, them, got them wrong last week too. I mean, I thought Arizona would win. They did. Me too. I thought Arizona's going to win mean, that game because Tyler Murray got hurt in the first series, but still, like, I yeah. mean, I guess Murray that's a- was playing. I mean, there's some bad coaching from Kingsbury in that in that game too. So I uh, can't put it all on Murray playing or not playing, but uh, j- just uh, you know, an unfortunate set of uh, scenarios for for the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the home team here. Uh, we know that Seattle's offense hasn't been playing great. Their defense has been carrying them, and they might get a backup quarterback in the first round of the playoffs at home. This one's kind of easy. Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put a large amount on this game because, like we said, the, the Rams can show up any given week, and you're not surprised. They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So this, is a good, this team has a good foundation. But uh, I just they're kind of backed in. They're banged up at the QB position. They're on the road. None of that adds up to being favorable for them. So give me Seattle. Give me the under. All right. This next one, the lines actually moved because <clears throat> it was eight or eight and a half, I think. And now it's seven and a half. It Tampa, opened at nine and a half. It opened at nine. Yeah. Because eight and a half was the last time I, or the first time maybe I checked in on it. <clears throat> and then now it's at seven and a half. And that's kind of telling. A 44 and a half is the over under in this one. So I'm going to go first in this one because I got, I got, I got all the feels about this game. I do think Tampa will win. <clears throat> because in the end, they just have too much to stop. But I think Washington's going to cover this piece. And the fact that it's continuing to move in this direction is kind of telling you that. I feel like that, that hey, you know, <clears throat> maybe that number was a little too big on the road against a really good pass rush. Once again, the most dangerous teams are the ones that nobody thinks should be there. It's like a rallying cry. And all the pressure is on Tampa. This entire week seven, you know, this entire season for them was all a tune-up for this moment for the playoffs. All the pressure's on Tampa. It's a road game against a great defensive front. I think Tampa's going to win. It would be a shocking upset if they lost. A terrible way for Brady to end the season. And if he doesn't shake Alex Smith's hand, I've already said it, we'll take the Tom Brady <laughs> now. You shake Alex Smith's hand or or you, you slap him on the leg and say, good job, whatever. But uh, I think that Washington can cover this number. I really do. I And and maybe maybe it's a fallacy. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. But, you know, Washington's got some kind of weird special magic about them. It's going to run out. They're going to be out. They're not as good of a team as Tampa. But I'll tell you what, man, I think they're going to at least make it interesting. And that's my take on this one, Boggs. What do you think? Oh, and as far as the number 44 and a half, I just think that's too low of a number typically. I'm just going to go over that just on just bias about that being too low. I understand what you're saying uh, about Washington. Look, Washington has showed us grit. First team to beat Pittsburgh this year. I have a tremendous amount of respect. For what they're doing, Ron Rivera has done a great job. Uh, I think he should be coach of the year. You know, uh, took this team to the playoffs and beat cancer. I mean, that's a pretty good combo. Plus, you had to sit through Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know that, that that's a lot of that's a lot of good coaching. So um, I, I like Ron Rivera for that this year. But Tampa Bay is just too strong, and you know Rivera's already talked about possibly playing both Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke uh, in this game. 
I think that adds up to, you know, Alex Smith playing not quite at 100%, and he's already just okay when he's at 100%. You know, uh, so I just like Tampa Bay to dominate in this game, even though they've got a little bit of injury on the defensive side. JPP is banged up. Carlos Davis uh, banged up here. So, um, but but I just think they walk in this game. I think this is an easy win for Tampa Bay. I think they're uh, by far uh, Carlton Davis. I think I said Carlos Davis. Uh, but but they're uh, by far the superior team here. So give me Tampa Bay and give me the over. Are you concerned if they don't walk in this game and just squeak? Oh, one? they don't walk in this game. I think they get smoked in the next round. I don't That's think you can. Where I was going. You know, okay. Uh, I, exactly but right. I I think they're they're built um they're they're built for the playoffs. So I I think they should roll in this game. Get Shaq Barrett back too, by the way. <laughs> Baltimore at Tennessee. Baltimore is three point favorites in this one. Fifty four and a half is the number. I I know you're probably like me. You're terrified of that backdoor Tennessee cover at the end because <laughs> yeah. you just know that that's Tennessee. But uh, the Ravens are that other team right now. They're just smoking hot, like playing their best football and finally chasing. And I think that's the difference of this team in last year. Last year, you know, they were sitting everybody week 17. They were the bye. Yeah. The bye. They came out flat two weeks off. They thought they were kings of the mountain and they got absolutely pwned at home. And I think that was a good lesson. And now here you are. Yeah, you're chasing. You finally got into the playoffs. I think it's a much better mode for Lamar Jackson to be in. Mm-hmm much better mode for this Ravens team to be in. And I think it makes them significantly more dangerous. And Tennessee, between the look, between the, the defensive issues and the special teams issues, yeah. I have a hard time feeling that Baltimore is not going to win this football game. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I think this is uh, Baltimore dominating. I think Tennessee scores points, and I think this game goes over, but I think they do that in a comeback attempt. So for me, if you're Baltimore, what do you need to do to beat Tennessee? You need to run the ball. You need to keep the ball uh, in your hands. Keep your defense rested because Tennessee is going to score. You know, it doesn't really matter how good your defense is. Tennessee is going to score. Ryan Tannehill is, you know, hitting his peak right now. He's playing great football. And I, I like, I like both these teams, but Tennessee has a clear weakness on defense that Baltimore doesn't. So I think Baltimore is going to be able to run all over them. Um, keep the ball out of Tannehill's hands, out of Derrick Henry's hands. And, uh, you know, Henry's their big weapon. They need to use him to roll down that Baltimore defense and then roll over them in the fourth quarter. And I just don't think they're going to be able to do that this year like they did last year. So I got Baltimore in this game, and I have the over. And I think it is Baltimore up big and Tennessee playing comeback. I am afraid of the the backdoor cover, but you mentioned the special teams. So if it gets close... We right. know Tennessee is going to shank a field goal. Field goal so. Right. You can't do it yeah. right on the big spot. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on Baltimore here. Give me Baltimore across the board and the over also. So Baltimore game, Buffalo game, and uh, Seattle game, we are in lockstep so far. The only difference is Tampa, where I like Washington to cover on that one. All right. Next one here, Chicago at New Orleans. Nine and a half. Pretty good size number for a team that's still finding its identity. You know, Chicago's been a fun story at the end here, but I, I I feel like this is going to be the end of that story. I feel like it's unfortunate <laughs> that New Orleans just, they're going to, they're just, just from a personnel standpoint, they're so good. And uh, I mean, what a, what a fun story would be if Chicago could go in there and upset New Orleans and wouldn't that set the football world ablaze? But I don't think it's going to happen. That being said, nine and a half is a very big number. Uh, I would like to tease this down. I would very much, yeah, you know, it'd be, be I would recommend that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> New Orleans, get this 
past the seven and a, you know, past the seven and a half, get, get, get this down, <laughs> get this somewhere in there. Um, and, and then just go ahead and then take new Orleans across the board. But I, I actually think that they can cover this number, but I don't love it. Uh, 47 and a half. I will actually take the, <sighs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one here because, you know, you look at the 47 and, and it's just how much can Chicago do? And I think they can do enough. I will take the over in this one. Let's have the fun shootout game be in New Orleans this weekend. And I'm going to go with New Orleans across the board, but give me the over in this one because I think Chicago will at least put up some kind of an effort and some kind of a fight because they've shown you that in these last few weeks. Yeah, I'm going to take Chicago against the spread. I do, I'm do. i with you. I think New Orleans is going to win this game. And, you know, if they score a late touchdown to, you know, put them up by 14 or 16 or something, I would not be shocked. But – I think this line is is too big. I think a lot of people are not giving Chicago enough respect. Um, this defense has not played great recently, but they've got it in them. You know, if Khalil Mack comes out and has... The funny thing is, for all their ineptitude last week against Green Bay, they were close in that game. With four minutes left, they were in that game in the fourth quarter. They were only down eight points. Yeah. And they just got obliterated at the end. So that right, was kind of interesting. Right. Yeah, so I, you know, they they've been playing their best football on offense for sure, not their best football on defense. So, um, I but I the defense can bow up, and I think they're going to be pumped and ready to play in a playoff game. You know, especially from being uh, so not great last year and making it to the playoffs and saving Trubisky's job and Matt Nagy's job, they're going to be pumped up. But I do think New Orleans win this game. I think Chicago covers though. I'll take the under here too. I think this is a little bit back and forth in the first half. I think the second half is when you see them start scoring points. So I think this is going to be like a 10-3, 10-7 going into the half and then explode in the second half, which most games do anyway because that's when the defenses are tired. And but. that's what I kind of feel the same way, and that's why I like the over in this game because I do think it explodes at the end, but then I think New Orleans just explodes away from them, and I think that's where you get this 9.5 where it gets a to lot of exploding. There's This is an explosive matchup. Like for Randy sure. Marsh in a in a trailer with no internet exploding. Kind of. <laughs> well, look, now, New Orleans fans out there, that's for you. Enjoy it. New Orleans also, you know, Trey Hendrickson is a little bit bit banged up here. He he's uh he's a big part of their pass rush game too. Dude, the last couple of years we've seen New Orleans getting these massive shootouts, whether it be with the Rams and and this building or like other teams. That, this is this happens quite a bit where the Rams, for all their personnel, sometimes get into these weird like, oh my god, is this game you ever? Mean the Saints? Stop? You said the Rams. Oh, sorry, the Saints. They they got the Rams were one of those teams with uh, New Orleans that I remember this happening. Was it last year or the year before? And then there's another one too, where it was in the dome and then the game just exploded. And that happens sometimes in that building. Well, another thing here is, uh, you know, if, if there's a call, that's going to go one way or the other, it's going to go to new Orleans in this game. Right. So the NFL, (laughs) I mean, they're not exactly getting most of the calls in these (laughs) years. I mean, I don't want to wear a tinfoil hat, but geez, man, this is tough. Oh, could you imagine Drew Brees going out to Mitch Trubisky? Wow. Wouldn't that be? something oh man yeah i mean if you go out to mitch trubisky you gotta hang him up right that's gotta be it that's gotta be I it. think 11 broken ribs and a collapsed lung is probably enough to go out anyway i think this has to be it all right last one pittsburgh hosting cleveland pittsburgh six point favorites 47 and a half is the number so uh let's go through this one boggs what are your thoughts on pittsburgh and cleveland well you know look uh, am i going to be shocked if cleveland wins this game no they're, they're a good team and uh you know they play they play great they have good bones and all that good stuff. But you have the COVID issues going on in Cleveland right now. Stefanski's not going to be there. 
I just don't know if it's going to be the same for them. Uh, that's it's the worst time of the year to lose your head coach and your play caller. He calls the plays. So, um, it's really a crappy time for them. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh at home. They finally got a bye week for a lot of guys. You know, the older vets got a, a week off, you know, the, uh, Roethlisberger's and Cam Hayward's, uh, you know, TJ Watt got a week off Robert Spillane and Matt Filer, um, you know, could be back for the Steelers. They were activated, uh, this week too. So, you know, those are Spillane at middle linebacker and, uh, Filer on the, the line. Um, those are big pieces. So, and the Browns lost Olivier Vernon for the year. Uh, so he was a great pass rusher for them towards Achilles last week in the season finale, um, that got them the playoff spot. So, um, I just, I think that Pittsburgh is going to win this game. I think they'll probably get slaughtered by whoever they play next week, but uh, I think they got enough in the tank to beat Cleveland here. It's in Pittsburgh too. So. I, I agree. I, I, I hate, you know, the back-to-back is so weird. It's such a weird thing to have happen. And without Stefanski out there on the field, that's, that's a, that's a big blow to them. Stefanski is a big reason why the Browns are where they are. And I got to tell you, man, like I, I kind of said it yesterday. I feel like the Browns have kind of, Something just snapped, I think, in them after that Baltimore game where it just wasn't the same. It was if they had won that game, man, maybe they would have just gone run the whole table. Like maybe you just think we could do anything, but they didn't win that game. It was a very emotional game and it was the best game of the year and they fell flat. I think Pittsburgh's gonna go handle their business here. I'll take Pittsburgh and I think that they cover the six. 47 and a half. Again, I don't love this number. I'll take over, but not by much. I would kind of stay away from this number. This feels like about right. Like this has kind of like 27 20 written all over it yeah it really does and i don't want any part of that because that's right on that 47 and a half like you've got to really figure it out like what one little bounce one way or another uh, i'll go over but like i said i would avoid this but pittsburgh i actually feel good about if you're gonna say like what's your most confident thing this week boggs what would it be that you would point to and say i love this because for me it's buffalo smoking indianapolis because indy's okay Buffalo is very good, and I don't, and I think the world is about to realize it. I mean, I really like the under on the Seattle and in LA game, and and I haven't been good on over unders this year either. But uh, Seattle's offense is backing in, uh, and they're busted up in LA. You know, Wolford might start, and if he doesn't, we're going to get a you know whatever eighty percent Jared Goff, who has been hit or miss this year. The run game is banged up too. Henderson missed last week. A- Akers missed the week before. Uh, cup coming off the COVID list. So uh, I like the under in that game. I think that's what I'm most confident. I, I'm actually most confident in Buffalo as well. But outside of that, I like the under in Seattle and LA. All right. So like we say out there, you don't have to go wager on everything. We've given you our opinions on some things, but the things we feel strongly about are are obvious this week. So you could put a couple of them together, you know, maybe, maybe get, you know, tease New Orleans down, put Seattle <laughs> and Buffalo. I'm serious. Like get the Seattle yeah. under Buffalo. Uh, with the six and a half and tease down New Orleans and all of a sudden you're in a good little parlay situation. I yeah, think that's a fun way to enjoy football Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Pantsless weekend. All football. All weekend. All football. No pants. That's how we're doing it here. Oh, that's right. And uh, you can, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter at Bogman Sports at Joe Pizapia 17 and make sure you subscribe to the pod and also Keep in mind, baseball's around the corner. Go get your fantasy black book out there on Amazon right now and on deck with me and Bubba. Hopefully, we'll be back sooner than you can possibly imagine, and we'll be in baseball mode. But we still got plenty of football left, so uh, go check us out at Line Star NFL, Line Star MLB, and Line Star app on Twitter as well. That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except down, sit, down.
You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.